Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cat. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, we got some things to talk about. John Calipari spoke to the media. There was a camp. Brad Calipari took another visit. And uh, there have been a lot of football commitments over the weekend since we last talked. So we'll break down all of that in this edition of the show. But we will start off with what everybody is wondering about, and that is Kerry Blackshear Jr. And Kyle, you have all the information, right? You know exactly what's going to happen and when he's going to announce, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, because I've uh, I've worked their very talkative, his very talkative camp into giving me all the information. Uh, no, as we record this at ten fourteen p.m. on Monday night, uh, still no word from Kerry Blackshear Jr. or Kerry Blackshear Sr. or anybody in the Kerry Blackshear camp. Uh, we had, we did get more speculation and widen the net again uh today evan daniels uh of 247 friend of the program uh, yeah uh said that he wouldn't count out he had heard from someone uh that that you shouldn't count out florida still in this thing and then eric bossy i believe of rivals chimed in and said don't count out arkansas so uh, so you know, I, we're going I, in the wrong direction is what you're telling yeah. everybody, Kyle. There's yeah, more I teams. We, I, I thought we had it down to Tennessee, Virginia, going you know going to Tennessee or Kentucky or going back to Virginia Tech, uh, and maybe we don't know. I, I mean, what this is probably telling us is that nobody knows anything, yep. and everything anything that's been put out there is uh, educated guessing slash mis you know misinformation deliberately. Uh, put out to throw people off because, and I'm not saying like Evan and Eric Bossy or anybody else uh, don't know their stuff. I I think that this recruitment is being deliberately opaque. Uh, so uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I think at this point it would be foolish to say it's this school. You know, it's down to these two schools. I I, I think nothing would surprise me at this point. Yeah, I think, I think really, either he's he and his people are putting out a bunch of different things to throw people off, or this is the most indecisive kid ever, and that's also possible because you know the early indications were he was definitely staying in the draft, and that didn't happen obviously, and um, you know there's been a million twists and turns about oh it looks like this school is out there in the in the lead. I, I don't think I don't know if anybody's ever been right on that. So um, we just wait and see, I guess. Well, then let's transition it because, I mean, if you want to talk like some concrete stuff to a certain extent, John Calipari, as I said at the top, had a media availability before his father-daughter camp, the Kentucky basketball father-daughter camp, uh, which we, we talked about previously. Uh, was a was an awesome idea, and it appears from all the pictures and, and comments you got, uh, we got from him was a, was a great event. But... He was asked about roster additions um, actually twice in the press conference. One, he just completely blew off, and then the second time he said, basically, Kyle, I'm paraphrasing, that they would be fine either way, which is his go-to response. But you were at the availability. Did you read anything between the lines on his kind of true feelings on the situation at that moment? Well, the way I was reading it based on what I was hearing 
um, that day was, you know, which was that it was down to Tennessee or going back to Virginia Tech and Kentucky had kind of faded in the recruitment. I read those comments in addition to that information uh, as him kind of knowing already that they weren't getting him and just kind of dismissing that whole thought as no big deal. We're fine. Pre- sort of a preemptive strike. But now, I mean, maybe maybe he legit doesn't know and nobody knows. I, I really I, I don't know what to make of it other than I, I think he does genuinely feel like they're going to be okay. Um, and I think so too. I, I don't think not getting Wayne, uh, Wayne, I keep wanting to say Wayne Blackshear, I don't think not getting Kerry Blackshear Jr. precludes Kentucky from being a national title contender. I think it just solidifies them as one if they do get him and probably the favorite because there's no holes in the roster. And there's not really a hole now other than the depth piece of it. Um, but I would imagine if I'm if I'm John Calipari, I'm thinking I have three guys that I like. And I also have some, you know, we talked about in Joel with Joel Justice in our awesome two-part podcast with him and TJ Beisner that hopefully people have listened to. Um, he talks so much about the versatility of Keon Brooks and Khalil Whitney. And if you've seen them up close in person, you know they're not small guys. Um, I think Brooks might be the tallest. It's hard to gauge because of how tall Khalil Whitney's hair is. But I think Brooks might be the tallest of all those wings they've stacked up there. Um, you know, and he may he might be legit, you know, six seven plus, you know, pushing six eight. Um, and in that case, you don't really think about it because he had this long wingspan and I feel like he kind of plays bigger than than he is. But PJ Washington is basically a six seven power forward. Um so I think you can probably play those guys there and be okay. One of them at least probably works out fine there, and that gives you kind of a two-deep in the front court in a non-traditional way. And so I'm sure John Calipari means it when he says, I think we're fine either way. It's just a little less margin for error. Yeah, I'm, I think that that's, that's a pretty good summation. But, you know, the one thing I am interested in, and, and this was actually he was asked this, well, he just kind of brought it up out of nowhere because I'm looking over the transcript right now, and it's actually the question was about Keldon Johnson. Um, but he was circling back to something earlier uh, that we'll get into um, in a bit about the, uh, Jay Billis's comments about um, colleges not producing NBA talent. But um, did you interpret this line as shots at some SEC opponents? Because he said you had a couple of players from Tennessee go in the second round. Those guys were pretty good. You had the kid, doesn't matter where they go, he's interrupting himself because that's a callback to the Jay Billis thing. Um, the kid at LSU, the guard, went in the 50s. Their other big guy didn't go. It doesn't matter where you go. Um, is he kind of calling out uh, LSU? LSU probably more than Tennessee, but he's. it seems like he, he's kind of taking a little shot. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that because – you know, earlier, either earlier or later in that, he took what I perceived to be a shot at Duke and, and some of the powerhouses that recruit like Kentucky, um, saying that their guys don't seem to succeed at the same level or the same rate as our guys. I, I think that was a Duke thing. Um, and partially because he was being asked about Billis's comments and Billis is a Duke guy. And, you know, the other thing lost in this thing about Billis making this big spectacle of saying that colleges don't produce NBA players. That same night, he recorded, he cut a promo video for Duke 
don't know if you saw that, but I it was like, not. I'm here, I'm here at the draft and you know, go Duke. It's the brotherhood. Uh, I mean, that's a <laughs> kind of a conflict of interest, but whatever. Uh, so I think that comment was Duke related, maybe Duke, Kansas, some of the, the, the programs, the handful of programs that can recruit to the level that Kentucky recruits and get the same caliber players. I don't think there's any arguing that Kentucky has had the most, not only draft picks, lottery picks, first rounders, all that, but also guys getting to their next contract guys becoming stars in the league. It's a higher hit rate. Um, but then, yeah, I was surprised that he then took direct hits at schools by name. And I don't think you could interpret it any other way. Like that was, those were digs at LSU. And look, I think it's open season on taking shots at Will Wade and LSU. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think any coaches. I'm a little surprised he threw Tennessee in there, and maybe he regretted that because he and Rick Barnes are friends. But also, he's head up against Tennessee recruiting one particular player right now that we just talked about. Um, so all is fair in love and war, I guess. But the the LSU thing, yeah, like none of those guys. No, Tremont Waters went in the second round in the fifties, right? Yes, and that's it. Nas Reed didn't get drafted. Did Javante Smart come back to school? I yeah, he came back. Um, but, you know, that's the other five-star kid. And uh, did Emmett Williams come back or did he stay in the draft? I can't recall. Um, regardless, you, you've got all these blue-chip guys on LSU's roster, and one guy gets drafted, and he gets drafted in the 50s. Um, and so he was making a pretty clear shot at LSU. Um And like I said, I don't think anybody – I think just about every coach in the league would feel comfortable doing that right now. Um, probably also because they believe the way I do that if the NCAA is actually going to do something before the season starts about all these uh, coaches and programs that were tied up in the investigation that there's a decent chance Will Wade doesn't coach another game against any of them anyway. But, um, yeah, Cal's – he, he was pretty like I, – I, he was – clearly bothered by that concept because it's a big thing that they use in yeah. recruiting and you've got the sort of the the voice of college basketball kind of taking a crap on that idea and he was he came out kind of guns blazing to defend it all right i want to get into that a little bit more um and quick note emmett williams did return to lsu um so they'll well whoever's coaching lsu next season is going to have a freaking really talented roster if, if everybody's able to play um, but we're, we're going to want to finish up some thoughts on that on that Billis conversation in just a minute. But before that, I do guys do need to tell you guys about Twillery.com. Um, Twillery.com slash locked on is where you need to go to get some great shirts. Smart casual just got smarter and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and keeps you looking and feeling cool. For as low as $55 a pop when you bundle four or more, and free shipping and returns. It's top value in smart workwear. Grab them at twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for $25 off your order. That's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash locked on and use the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N when you check out to get $25 off your order. And as I mentioned, free shipping in return. So you got nothing to lose, guys. Check out Twillery.com slash locked on today. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I have a question for you, Kyle, because 
Did I just saw the tweet? I think because I saw there was like a semi aggregation from let's see, was it uh, USA Today, uh, Peace Today? I'm um, about it. Did did Billis say something on the draft coverage? Because well, this is gonna sound like I'm patting these dudes on the back, but I actually did have uh, <laughs> TJ Beisner and Joel Justice's coverage up and just had the draft on my TV on mute. Did he double down on that tweet that he initially uh, sent out last week about uh, colleges not producing pros, or was there more to this story? Because, as you said, like it really seemed to have stung Calipari. Because he, you could, well, let me say this: what, you know something bothers Calipari when he circles back to it multiple times in a press conference. Yeah, and he was just—it was just the the way you know he was making faces and uh, you know, like I said, taking some some indirect and then some direct shots at other programs um and yeah he answered the first question and then you know basically brought it back up himself again later with sort of the whole thing with a big eye roll like like do you really buy that this is this is true and here's why it's not um it was weird that he mentioned eric bledsoe because i think some people had eric bledsoe as a five-star recruit but um you know he's got plenty of ammunition with Devin Booker, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Tyler Hero. I mean, he can he can pretty well stop there. And then I, I was on with Tom Leach this morning, and the other one I mentioned that's more kind of kind of head to head with Duke is Julio Okafor was the preordained number one pick from the start of the season through halfway through this season in 2015, and Carl Towns was like the sixth or seventh ranked player in his class. I mean, a highly thought of guy, not some bomb off the street. But by the end of the year, it, it completely flipped. And as we see how their careers have played out in the NBA, Okafor was a complete and total bust. Towns went number one overall, won Rookie of the Year, has become an all-star, is a you know bona fide superstar in the NBA. Uh, and again, Okafor has basically done nothing. So um, he has that ammunition too. But he, yes, it very obviously bothered him. I don't know if Billis talked more about it on the draft because I – Try not to listen uh, to much of that. I don't. I don't find a whole lot of that stuff um, interesting. I uh, usually have it on mute and am following along with what people are putting on Twitter. Well, I mean, because look, everybody's breaking every pick well ahead of time on Twitter now. Uh, multiple reporters do that, and obviously Woj is uh, is out there and leading that pack in that. But uh, I assume he talked about it some more because it had stirred up such a reaction probably by the time the actual broadcast began um but whether he talked about it or it was just the tweet that had cal angry he was definitely i don't know about angry he was just he was agitated he was agitated by again a guy who is a duke alum and you know has made no secret of loving mike krzyzewski coming out his primary recruiting competition coming out and and essentially uh taking a blowtorch to one of the primary things that they sell at Kentucky in recruiting. So I get it. I, I, I mean, if I'm Cal, I'm probably going to respond very similarly. Okay. Um, well, we might circle back to that later this week, depending on if, if Billis comes out with any kind of more uh, comments or anything along those lines. But I did want to, real quick, I didn't go to the press conference, but I did go take some pictures and, and some videos from the father-daughter camp. A couple of cool moments that I got to see were, one, we were talking about this with TJ and Joel. Ashton Haggins has been phenomenal with the kids, and there was more example of that uh, when I was at the camp. He was just super engaging. Um, there was a, a funny moment 
where they were Kyle, they were running like a shell drill against all these these little girls. They were playing five on five, and they were swinging it like rapid place around the perimeter, and it would just be like these girls were like running around and <laughs> trying to chase the ball, and then eventually Ashton Hagen's like dribbled and dunked on uh, on the goal, and that was kind of cool. The other neat moment was I put a video out. I don't know if you saw it, Kyle, but Nick was on a Nick Richards was on an exercise bike, and this little girl comes over and goes, "Hey, will you come play with us?" And Nick, I'm sorry, could you do that one more time, Curtis? Hey, will you come play with us? And uh, Nick said, "Yes." Um, <laughs> and so uh, he got on the bike and went over and played, and it was just. A really cool moment. I'll, I'll retweet it from the show account in case you missed it so you can find it there pretty easily. Um, but my favorite moment, <laughs> and I was texting you about this, Kyle, the, the night it happened, uh, after it happened, Dante Allen was there and Nate Sestina, uh, you know, both guys are rehabbing from some injuries. They were active, but they weren't like, you're never going to go full speed against, you know, seven and eight year old girls or any seven or eight year old campers. But, you know, they were doing stuff shooting and all those things. Well, at one point, a teammate threw a lob to Allen, and he goes up and and is about to dunk it, and all of a sudden, Nate Sestina comes across the court, and he's like, whoa, 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 and like shuts it down and points at his knee, and he's like, come on, man, we, we got a rehab. We don't want to injure him, <laughs> like, and just completely goes dad mode. Yeah, well, I think, he, I think we're going to get a lot of dad mode out of uh, Nate Sestina, because he is uh, dramatically older. Than these other guys, and uh, he's he's got the dad mentality. He, what was it? He he was he tweeted about that. Reed Travis quote t- tweeted that somebody asked if he was a coach at one of the camps. Uh, Sestina tweeted at camp yesterday. I got asked if I was a coach or a player. Come on, I'm the old guy, but not that old. And then Reed Travis quote tweeted and said, "That's just the beginning, my guy." Yeah, Reed got a lot of old man stuff, but Reed was also like a like a a bona fide old man. I mean, he was the Seinfeld aficionado, which, by the way, apparently he got Nick Richardson, Nick Richardson, Richards. <laughs> golly, he got Nick, he got Nick Richards uh, totally into Seinfeld last year. So, and I don't think I ever got a chance to ask Nick about that. But I, if Reed Travis hadn't been a very good player and teammate, which he was, he still would have given a great uh, service to Kentucky basketball by teaching Nick Richards how great that show is. Okay, um, let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about some football commitments and a UK player taking a visit somewhere else. Dun, dun, dun. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. UK football and Mark Stoops had an active weekend. Uh, Kyle, they had, oh crap, I didn't have, I think it's four commitments. Is that right? Yeah, four commitments over the weekend. Really impressive stuff. This uh, Mark Stoops train is rolling. Yeah, they, I mean, the big thing is since they put Vince Merrow in charge of in state recruiting and Louis, not in state recruiting, Louisville recruiting, uh, He's been cleaning up. He did in the last class, and now he's got, I think, four of the top eight um, in this year's class. You know, uh, three – or so they've got four of the top eight in the state, but three of those are from Louisville, excuse me, in this year's class. Um, and so, you know, Vince Merrow cleaned up in Ohio, and he's obviously their, their ace, 
and they put him in a uh, prime spot and, and at, a, at a at a critical time too. You know, there's always a or often there's a recruiting bump and there's a new coach and Louisville went from the sort of disastrous end of the Bobby Petrino era to the hopeful new beginnings of the uh, Satterfield era. And so you, you know, you had to worry that the new staff is going to come in and sort of try to build a fence around those guys in Louisville. And that so far has not happened and quite the opposite. So you got to feel pretty good if you're Kentucky there. And then just in general in the class, I mean, they've gone all over. There's only 10 or 11 guys in this class, and they already have multiple guys in state. They have Ohio guys. They have Michigan. They have Alabama and Georgia. Um, so they've cast a pretty wide net. They've gotten guys at a bunch of different positions. I think they're 27th, I think, in the 247 class rankings. I think they're now around 25th in the rivals rankings. This has got a chance to be, if they can hold on to all these guys and add a few more, a chance to be – Stoops' best class to date, which is saying something, as well as he's recruited. Um, and then they got the big kind of the – I don't know how big it is, but it's at least from a perception standpoint big that their five-star guard slash defensive tackle out of Michigan visited Alabama uh, and came back and tweeted out that he was 100% committed to Kentucky. So that's, uh, I think, somewhat significant news. Yeah, that's Justin Rogers. Um, he tweeted out that from both his Twitter accounts. He's so big, he's got to have two Twitter accounts. Um, the four commitments that they got were Isaiah Cummings. Isaiah's his name is spelled I-Z-A-Y-A-H, if you were interested in that. Um, he picked Kentucky over other schools uh, that it offered, including Louisville, Missouri, Purdue, Vandy, Virginia. Um, had all offered him. Um, uh, the other kid out of Louisville that committed to Kentucky was Jordan Watkins from uh, Butler. He picked UK over offers from Louisville um, and then a couple other mid-majors, but you know, as Kyle just kind of laid out, obviously a, a, a Kentucky kid you'd like to lock up. Um, then they also got a wide receiver from Michigan, Ernest Sanders. He had offers from Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Purdue, uh, West Virginia, and then the big get uh, literally, uh, Joshua Jones, who's out of Alabama, 6'4 and a half, 304 pounds offensive tackle. Uh, he's a three-star kid. He had offers from Florida State, LSU, Mississippi State, um, Tennessee, and others. Uh, he's a big dude. If you saw the picture that's been floating around social media, he dwarfs Mark Stoops, which, I mean, some of his some of Mark Stoops' players makes Stoops look small, but this guy like does it extra well, and he's just a high schooler, so it's kind of crazy to see. Um, so that's all the, the commits that they got this weekend, and you know we'll keep you updated as those roll in. And by the way, Enzo Jennings, who I believe has a connection to Rogers, right? Are they teammates or friends? Teammates, I believe. Uh, uh, he tweeted out just now, big announcement Thursday at 11 a.m., and he's got a, four pictures. One is Kentucky, uh, him in a Kentucky uniform. One is him in a Penn State uniform. One is a Notre Dame uniform, and the other is a Pitt uniform. So he's down to four, and he's making an announcement at 11 a.m. Thursday. And this is coming on the same day that his, his buddy Rogers, five-star, affirmed his commitment to Kentucky. So that could be a huge uh, tandem for them to land. Enzo, do you think he has Italian roots? Yes, most definitely. He has a pizzeria. Uh, <laughs> he's a four-star athlete. 
out of Michigan. So uh, again, that would be that, that's they they are one thing I would say is, and we mentioned this about they you know they lost a decommitment and he I think turned around and committed to Florida, uh, four star kid out of Connecticut randomly, but. Uh, when you're recruiting in these waters, you have to worry about that. But the thing that Kentucky is doing is recruiting in these waters. They're they're going up against elite programs and not kind of shying away from it. And I think just standing your, standing your ground and then also having something to recruit to, having ten wins and the facilities upgrades, real real things to to sell versus dreams in the past, it, it makes a difference. Yep, without a doubt. Um, I guess finally, from the recruiting standpoint, well, actually, a quick basketball note. Cameron Fletcher, a four-star kid um, from the 2020 class, got an offer over from UK this week, and he was on a visit. Um, honestly, I just want to really mention him because he spells his name C-A-M apostrophe R-O-N like the rapper. Um, so he is going to vault to one of my all-time favorite players if he comes to Kentucky because that's a that's a dope name, and I really, really like it. Um, Brad Calipari took a visit to Detroit Mercy uh, over the weekend. I guess it might. Well, I guess it was Monday. That means uh, Kyle. He has taken three visits: University of Hartford, Bryant University, and Detroit Mercy. How do you handicap the Brad Calipari sweepstakes at this point? I don't know. I I heard that John Calipari is going to uh, try to get in good with the mom and see if he can can swing the momentum in this uh this situation but uh we'll see we'll keep an eye on that keep you posted um all right i think that's all we got for today um we're stopping recording right now at 10 39 so i'm sure carrie blackshear will announce his decision within the next five minutes kyle yeah yeah i'm hoping that doesn't happen uh but at this point who knows <laughs> um please follow along we got a new instagram page well it's not new it's the same one that we've had for a week or so but it's at locked on uk on instagram it's the same handle on twitter uh be sure to check that out i've been tweeting out some clips from the joel justice and tj beisner episode if you miss those you i would highly recommend you go back and check those out you can also follow along with kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. Um, and then the most um, important thing you could do is to share this podcast with somebody else who would enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Yo. <coughs> you okay there? What is that? Well, I'm listening to Cameron since that Cameron Fletcher guy got an offer. Nice. You all right there, man? You're out of breath. <coughs> no, I choked on some water. <coughs> <laughs> like swallowed it down the wrong pipe. Ah. Uh.